And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscounty.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Doing uh, one camera setup today, only using the GoPro because it's the only one that does 1080p or 1080. You know, I'm looking at the the monitor, the TV is for a monitor, and it, and it does not look 1080. The fisheye isn't that isn't that uh, pronounced. That's pretty good. But it doesn't look 1080. It says 1080.30. Whatever. Anyway, uh, this is the premiere. This is the podcast. This is the show. Um, Constitutionals. If it's your first time listening, God help you. Episode 136 of this stupid, stupid show. I haven't had it. I haven't had been having a a good uh, personal life, (laughs) but... You know, it's times like these. News time is late. The Constitutionals is late. I even put last week's episode was just posted, but I even celebrated or whatever, put it on the thing. And I just think, you know, why do I do this? Why am I even sitting here? Why have I done this for 136 weeks? Why straight? Why have I? That's how what 50 plus 50 is, you know, 52 plus 52 is 104 plus you know, another 52 is going to be three years. Insane. News time is at 200 and something. Actually, I actually don't even know how many episodes news time is at. Should I talk into the microphone? <laughs> As if I don't even know. This is the 136th episode of this show. Right, but seriously, why keep doing this? I thought about it yesterday. Sitting at work. And I thought, God, I got I still have to shoot news time. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm trying to look up how many episodes of uh, news time there are. Uh, I'm like, I still got to shoot news time. It's Wednesday. It's very late. <laughs> Thursday, today's is, this week is the second week in a row where it's gotten out on a Thursday. And it's usually, it's supposed to be a Monday, Wednesday at the latest, but Thursday, past two weeks. You just think, why do I keep doing this? And then I think, and then I thought, you know what? It'll be nice to have on the resume. <laughs> Uh, that that uh, that never helped me. Uh, maybe for the Weather Channel, but that never really helped me uh, get anything done for a resume. Or who knows? Maybe it did. Maybe it did. Maybe it helped me get the last three jobs because the last three jobs have involved editing. Well, the last three main jobs. Not when I worked at a Starbucks. Not when I dog walked. Not when I moved. <laughs> 274 episodes of news time. And I have I have the rest of the year mapped out. I do I? No, I don't. I have oh god, I don't know how many more episodes of news time I have to do do. Have to be due. I know how many episodes I know when I will stop doing news time this year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you bet your butt that I can't wait for that. So I have one, two I have three more episodes to do. December ninth will be the last one for the year. And then I have three more. I have the two two bloopies and then a top five. Which isn't really a top five, but whatever, who cares? Uh, so I have three bloopies in a top five, or two bloopies in a top five to do from the 16th to the 30th, and then I'll be back on a regular schedule. But yeah, I just think, you know, maybe, maybe one day, <laughs> one day, hopefully soon, they'll, uh, Quibby, Quibby, was it? Yeah, Quibby, that's Je- uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, or John Katzenberg, Jeffrey Katzenberger, and uh, the the woman. Meg Ryan, I don't know. That's not Meg Ryan. It's not Meg Ryan. <laughs> I feel bad. Quibi is a new streaming service that's built mainly for phones. 
Well, let's just let's just look it up. Let's just do it because I've I've already looked at Wikipedia several times in the past couple of weeks. It stands for Quick Bites. It's uh, it's, it's it, and it's supposed to be quote unquote premium content. Um, Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman, who's going to be the CEO, and they started this in in twenty eighteen. They said we're going to make a streaming service and it's going to be the best. You can watch it on your phone. It's meant to be a complimentary one rather than something that's supposed to take on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. So they started back in 2018 and it's going to launch in April 2020. And they already have the company plans to spend one point one billion on commissioning original content for the first year, totaling seven thousand short form episodes. So it's going to be, you know, episodes of Episodes of these shows ranging from three minutes to maybe 15 minutes. And you're supposed to watch it on your phone. If they, if they want to make any money, it'll be on Roku and Apple TV and Amazon Fire Stick. Definitely not Chromecast because that just doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> no, it'll be on Chromecast. Hopefully. But they've got uh, a show from Chrissy Teigen, Idris Elba, Zach Efron, I believe, Ron Funches, uh, Steven Spielberg, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> they, they truly pulled out, like, it's insane. And if you look at the uh, the people who give money, what are they called? Investors. You'll notice that these are investors that have their own streaming services. So it means it's not, it's, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a compliment. It's going to be like famous people YouTube. Walt Disney Company, NBC Universal, Sony Pictures, Warner Media, Liberty Group, Alibaba Group. Walt Disney Company, they own Hulu, they own ESPN Plus, they own uh, Disney Plus. NBC Universal coming out with Peacock, might be free. Who knows? Sony Pictures, they own Crackle. Warner Media, HBO Max, Alibaba. I don't know if Alibaba is going to have a streaming service. Let's see. Uh, yep, they do have a streaming service. <laughs> Alibaba is, oh, it has a live streaming service, so is television. Alibaba to launch streaming video, to launch video streaming service, CBS News. Alibaba streaming video subscription service rolls out in, 20, Jesus, that was in 2015, oh my gosh. Look at, yeah, it's in China. So Alibaba's even got a streaming service. Isn't that, is that, <laughs> Everybody's got a streaming service. Wow. Anyway, Quibi is going to be... Evan Spiegel's got one. Frat Boy Genius will be a drama about Snapchat and his founder, Evan Spiegel. Wow. Quibi's going to be something. It's gonna. I want to see how they play around with these uh, with a different format. I better not touch this microphone because it did eject itself from Adobe. Uh, it, it's going to be... I, I want to see, see what happens with this Quibi service. I'm all for it. Yeah, if it's free, I'm all for it. <laughs> but it's going to be targeted at younger viewers for premium content delivering quick bites for viewing on the go. Steven Spielberg's show is on there. He's gonna, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, what else happened today? I had. I've. I don't have to take days off for work uh, because I'm crazy. No, I have to take days off for work uh, because I have to use up my hours. And so now. So today was my first day off. Next week I've got like uh, two days off or something like that. I basically I'm not working a full week until you know mid January, early January, excuse me. So I have so today I woke up, went to the gym, of course, obviously, same schedule. You know, four a.m., four thirty, excuse me. 
I went to the gym. I did some uh, volunteer work. And then I came back here. There is a God blessing mosquito flying around in here. I'm not going to touch that. Also, I have nothing to kill it with. Uh, but I, I'm going to be looking at that for the rest of the episode. But I then I saw um, Ford v. Ferrari. Ford v. Ferrari, uh, directed by James Mangold, who did Logan and a few other movies. <laughs> that I just I forgot, but I was surprised that he did those movies. It's about the Ford Motor Company um, going head-to-head against Ferrari in a couple of 24-hour races. And it stars Matt Damon, Christian Bale, John Bernthal, a lot of white people. Josh Lucas. Uh, those are all the people I know. <laughs> a lot of people I didn't know either, too, as well. Uh, but yeah, I, it was great. It was wonderful. I truly, it's it was like, that is a movie. That's an Oscar movie. And it got me thinking. I was watching this, and I was enjoying myself, and I was loving everything. And I, But I was watching it, and I thought... Man, I do not want to see this movie again, and I don't want to see it outside of this fall season. Like, if I saw this in March of next year, I'd be pissed. And, like, it'd be on HBO, and I'd be, like, I'd be getting up. (laughs) I'd be getting off the couch and walking around (laughs) doing laundry and stuff. (laughs) Like, that, I would give this movie so much disrespect. But because I paid to watch this movie, I got a deal. $3 for a ticket? It's from Adam Tickets. I used Chase Pay. They gave me $7 off. It was amazing. <laughs> but because I paid for this ticket, and I sat there and I watched it for two and a half hours. Boy, oh boy. It was written by Jez Butterworth, John Henry Butterworth, and Jason Keller. Distributed by 20th Century Fox, also known as Disney. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's truly Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Just, oh, it's, it's very funny too. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of good, uh, good jokes, but it's an autobiography and you kind of know what's going to happen. You, you know that there's going to be a, a big race and you know, someone's going to win and you know, someone's going to die at some point. So but I'm glad they saved. I'm glad the death happened after the thing. It was Christian Bale's character. His character dies in a car wreck. It's if you don't know the story, then you don't know the story. So go see it. I don't want to talk about it anymore because yeah, you kind of know. All right. <laughs> I don't even have the Constitutional's uh, Google Doc up. I I thought I did, but I clicked on News Time for some reason. <laughs> Ooh. It's gonna be easy not cutting this video. It's just gonna be me throwing the video into Premiere. Syncing up the audio, you know, although last week I did have an issue exporting news time and, uh, it was exporting a white screen and I thought, oh my God, the graphics card on this laptop is dying, which I would not doubt because this laptop is what, four years old and it's been used for mostly, uh, editing and porn the, end of the past four years. I'm joking. Watch the video. You'll see me shake my head. No, let's get on with the first topic. This comes from Variety. Latinx TV shows thrive. I added this a couple of days ago, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to copy the the title uh, directly. Manuel Betancourt. Betancourt. From one day at a time to party of five. Latinx TV shows see a boost from existing VIP. Existing IP. I swear on my life. Listen, I turn off. I turn off pop-up ads for for the things I read most often, just so I can give them some of that money. If you if your pop-up ad, if you have pop-up ads, 
you're a piece of crap. Don't do it. You put ads, just put ads on the side, on the sidebars, all that stuff. All right. As Latinx community remains widely, uh, wildly underrepresented in the media, making up only 8% of series regular and recurring roles in scripted television, according to GLAD's Where, Are, Where We Are on TV report for 2018-2019, one, uh, one way the statistic is being boosted is by producers working with known IP. As One Day at a Time co-creator Gloria Calderon-Colette puts it, Quote, there's so many shows out there that you need a little something extra to make people check you out. Whether that be a movie star or an already existing IP that you're going to put another spin on. Uh, so as you know, one day at a time, about a Cuban family, Cubano family, living in Los Angeles, the new one, living in Los Angeles, and they're just trying to get by, and it's a very lovely show, I would argue, it is one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. It's a very true statement. What is it? Like Friends, Seinfeld, Fresh Prince, that. Um, if we're saying multicam, I, let's say one of my favorite multicams. I, I, I put up with sitcoms, but there's a lot of single cameras that just knock it out of the park. But here we go. We have shows like Charmed. We got uh, Roswell, New Mexico. Party of Five. ABC's Revenge Reboot. These these shows have they're all the shows that are named are all reboots. However, they do put people of color, and in this case, Latinos, into I'm not gonna say Latinos because it's stupid. I was gonna say the F word. It's stupid. <laughs> this show's a very clean show, <laughs> but it's stupid. Uh, but and Magnum PI, they all of those shows put people of Latin heritage in the main. And in, in, in the focus of the camera, which is exactly what we should be aiming for. When they, when they casted Jay Hernandez and Magnum P.I., they're just looking for a guy to be the new Magnum P.I. They're not looking for someone who has a Tom Selleck mustache or who can be as uh, just like Tom Selleck was back in the 80s or 70s. When does Magnum P.I. come out? <laughs> when does Magnum P.I. come out? Probably Fridays on CBS. Uh, <laughs> right after MacGyver. That might be true. <laughs> uh, when they when they did when they when C, when CW was doing Charmed, they didn't say, "Okay, let's get three white women to play the witches again." No, they're gonna they they got three women of color. I think, I think two of them are women of color. No, centers on a trio of witchy Latina sisters. Hmm. Well then, uh, I've never seen. I I know Roswell, New Mexico, but I've never seen either either iteration of the show. Party of Five, like it's it's astounding to me how we live in a, we live in an age where you say there's no representation, and you start putting representation on there, and then you and then you know uh, we're not we're not heralding these people. We gotta we gotta celebrate what we have. You know, uh, there's uh, power on stars is one of the most popular dramas. And and cable. And it's and it's a and it's a show following black people. Uh, we and then we have uh, Magnum PI is a network drama procedural that's still going on. I mean, it's it's just amazing that we have this. So celebrate the Latin heritage. Celebrate the people in the shows. And put more of them in there. Too bad Fresh All the Boat got canceled. 
because now we don't have any uh, Asian starring shows. What Lucy Liu's only went, what went, why women kill is on CBS all access. So there's that. Um, I don't know, but you know, we're, we're, we're slowly but surely trying to get to parody and that's what we want. I put on pants for this show. <laughs> uh, I want to let you know since I had to shoot on the uh, GoPro, the the cage that I have for the GoPro when it is on the little tiny pedestals I put on the de- uh, like you know where you, you can stick a GoPro wherever you want and it's got little clips and stuff. Um, it did it does not have a it has a cutout for the charging port but not a cutout for the HDMI port. Why they're different I don't know. It's 2013 reasoning, but so now the the GoPro is a Hero Three is sitting on top of my tripod. <laughs> And it's taped to the tripod and tilted at an angle that might work. Uh, I mean, it's staying still. Uh, hopefully this is all going to be uh, fixed at some point. All right. This next one comes from Recode written by Jason Del Rey. HBO Max wants to be the next cable bundle instead of the next Netflix. Uh, this is and uh, God, I hate this. Every streaming service that comes out for the rest of time is going to be the Netflix is try, or going to be competing with Netflix, or is going to be trying to uh, be the Netflix of something. Uh, Xbox Game Pass is referred to the Netflix of gaming, which it's, I mean, subscription models have existed since forever. Magazines, you know, uh, CDs, uh, records, vinyl records. It's, uh, anyway, it's, it's, stu- it's stupid how we, how we have to associate everything. Like as if that's the only way we're gonna learn something is a something of is the Netflix of something. This podcast is the Netflix of podcasts, like Luminary or Stitcher Premium when that came or Howl when that came out. They're calling the Netflix of podcasts. <sighs> anyway, HBO Max is um, coming up soon from AT and T, and it's gonna replace HBO Now, but not HBO Go for some reason. <laughs> And uh, it's going to be fifteen dollars, which is a lot more than. Let's not look at it. let's not look at uh, Netflix's base eight dollar subscription model because no one uses that. And I would like to meet a person who has the the eight dollar nine dollar whatever I think is eight dollars the eight dollar subscription because you're wasting your money <laughs> to watch s one stream of SD video. Um. Just get, go up to the $12 one. or the, Is it 13 I think it's 12 Just go up to the $12 one. It's four extra dollars. And if you can't afford that, then stop using Netflix. <laughs> That's what I do periodically. Sometimes, hey, I let Netflix lapse. And I just won't have... I haven't had Amazon in four months. <laughs> it's, I, I haven't had Amazon in four months. I just can't throw out another $13 a month. I don't need it. What am I going to watch? The boys? I do want to watch the boys. I've only seen the first episode. No, no. I watched the second episode too. So I, I do want to watch the boys and unsane and a, and a bunch of other things, but it were, but it's not, it's not the point. It's not the point, but HBO max, it's not bringing just a bunch of originals. It's not bringing just reruns of friends and, um, Oh God, the office. No, no, sign. No, Seinfeld, Seinfeld, Seinfeld's going to HBO Max. It's not just bringing those. No, Seinfeld's going to Netflix. 
Friends is going to HBO Max. And The Office is going to Peacock. So it's not just bringing those. Friends episodes. It's not bringing olds. It's not bringing just news. It's going to bring originals. New shows. Old shows. Originals and new shows. Old shows. All the stuff you need. It's going to be a Cartoon Network, I believe. Uh, HBO, HBO stuff. Cartoon Network. Uh, DC stuff. It's just going to be everything. Uh, imagine how Disney Plus is the Disney the Disney bundle HBO and I'm sorry excuse me Hulu Hulu ESPN Plus and Disney Plus you get all of those three for thirteen dollars a month. This is what HBO Max is going to offer the same thing essentially, but it's just going to be all under one umbrella. In an interview with Recode Media, I should just read the article <laughs> Recode <laughs> Recode's Code Media conference on Monday in Los Angeles, California. CEO John Stanky said the vision for HBO Max is to create a bundle of content that includes movies and shows not owned by Warner Media in addition to those it creates and licenses on its own. Oh, God. Everybody doesn't need their own streaming service. They could cut so many costs if they just put up the stuff that they owned. (laughs) We're basically unbundling to rebundle," he said. "In the current of uh, the current streaming wars, where content companies are pulling shows from Netflix and launching streaming services like Disney Plus and HBO Max, at some point there will be platforms that reaggregate and rebuild. We'd like HBO Max ultimately to be a place where reaggregation occurs. So imagine it's going to be like, you know, you will have some shows that maybe NBC Peacock didn't necessarily want, maybe." You know, maybe NBC Peacock wants Law and Order, the originals, but then, you know, they get HBO Max. I don't know. Who cares? This is also stupid. This is the opposite direction. This is opposite of the direction the industry has been heading with Netflix, Disney, HBO, and other media giants splintering off to create their own subscription services. But Stanky alluded to the, quote, the frustration among consumers with his, quote, fragmentation, unquote, and said, ultimately, a winning move will be to create a new version of a television bundle. South Park, that's what's heading to HBO Max. The, you know, the, I, the way he describes it, and, I, and I, I'm going to be very honest, I only scanned over the first couple of paragraphs of this article, like, if that. I probably just read, like, two words and said, all right, one of those in there. Um, if anything, it sounds, it sounds as if, as though, they are they know that there's going like like what I've, what I've been saying for the past 3 or 4 months they know that the world is going to be heading towards uh going back to I'm sorry the waveforms on the uh Adobe Audition just stopped they know that the world's going to be headed back towards a, you know a cable bundle of sorts it's going to be a streaming bundle but they're just trying to beat the world to it so we'll see how that goes. Hey, speaking of uh, that first story, I should have uh, followed with this. This next one comes from Variety, written by Dave McNary. Record number of TV episodes directed by women of di- women or directors of color. This is a study. According to the DGA, the TV and directors of America. The TV industry has made major gains in terms of diversity. Diversity. Half of all TV episodes in the 2018-2019 season were directed by women or directors of color for the first time. I am so ecstatic about that. 
That is amazing. That is what we should be. That's what we should be talking about. That's what we should be celebrating. You know, Latinx people are getting roles or creating shows, creating shows and getting roles. Women of women and people of color, women of color are also are just are making their way into directing. And, and it's uh, the bubble is, is slowly about to just burst for white people. The DGH episodic television director inclusion report noted that the overall percentage of women and people of color had increased from last year's prior high of 42.5% and from 21% five years ago. The percentage of episodes directed by women grew to a record 31%. Oh my gosh. More than doubling in the past five years. The percentage of episodes held by directors of color rose to a new high of 27%, increasing more than 40% in the past five years. So here are the numbers. So we see that 31% in 2018, 2019 television season for women in the 2017, 2018 season. It was 25% for men of color, 69% in the 2018. No, 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 no. I get, well, it just says men, whatever. Uh, men decreased 69% in 2018, 2019 television season, uh, down from the 75%. So about six, if, uh, if I'm, my math is right, 2017 and 2018 season. I taste fried food. You taste fried food. I haven't had fried food in like two weeks, so I don't. I taste it. It's weird. Am I dying? Hopefully, we'll see. Mm, fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> directors of color rose three percent from twenty twenty four percent in twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen to twenty seven percent in twenty eighteen twenty nineteen. African American grew two percent to fifteen from thirteen. Uh, Asian American stayed the same at six. Latino American Latino grew from five to six percent Caucasian men actually uh, Caucasian people excuse me went down from 76 percent 2017 2018 to 20 to 71 percent in 2018 2019 the DGA examined more than 4300 episodes produced in the 2018 2019 television season that number was down from just over 4,400 episodes the season before. It represents the second and consecutive year of declines following an all-time peak of 4,500 episodes in 2016-2017. The report found that 49% of first-time hires in the 2018-2019 season were women, an increase from 41% in the 2017-2018 season, and 33% from the two seasons ago. It also said, I'm just trying to find a way to read this without. It feels so strange to read this on my lap and I've got the microphone blocking half the screen. It also said 29% of the first time hires were directors of color. Wow. Which was down slightly from last year's record of 31%, but up from the previous high of 27% two years ago. Oh, okay. Well, still. Disney ABC had the top overall mark among the eight largest media companies with 57.7% of episodes directed by women or person of color. Followed by HBO with 56%, Fox with 52.4%, Netflix 52.3%, Warner Brothers with 50.4%, NBC Universal with 49.7%, CBS with 46.6%, and Sony with 46.1%. So let's take a look at these. Uh, let's see. 
final numbers here on this final chart. Then we'll hang up and have to push off what I want to talk about. <laughs> it's just mid-season schedules for networks anyway. Uh, Disney ABC companies, they examined, the DGA examined 29 shows. That's 461 episodes. Of those episodes, percentage directed by females, 40.1%. Minority directed, 29.3%. Female and minority directed, 57.7%. Those are the totals put together. HBO 13 series examined 109 episodes, 36.7% female. Uh, Minority is 26.6%. 20th Century Fox companies, 30 shows, 425 episodes, 34.2%, 27.6%. I'm going to stop here. Hold on, let me go to let me read Warner Brothers really quick. 43 shows, 604 episodes, 30.2% female, 28.3% minority directed. These numbers need to grow. I'm I'm so happy that they are even this high, especially for Disney, which I thought would be much lower. <laughs> Give them a track record. But these numbers need to be higher. To see these marginal increases is good, but I would like to see a little a kind of an explosion. Now, that being said, I have said this time and time again, read the credits of the shows um, and you will see that there are a bunch of women directors. When a show is just starting and they have they've done a title screen and all that stuff and those the names of the actors scroll by. Look at who produced it. Look at who edited it. Look to look at who wrote it. Look at who directed it. And you will see sometimes the same women. Uh, Beth McCarthy Miller. Uh, you'll see casting Allison Jones. You'll just, just look at these people. Read their names. Get to know them. Celebrate them. Champion them. Champion them. them. But these numbers are great. I do want to see them grow, but they are great. To see that these women are able to get these jobs for this season uh, is is very heartening. Uh, the the It'll all come into... We'll see what happens, you know, in three years. Uh, and next year, next season, will this trend continue? Or this season, excuse me, when, they, when, they're, when they're doing the report for this season. Will the trend continue? Will we have seen the numbers grow? Will we have uh, seen the women and the Latinos and the blacks and the Asians? And uh, I guess that's it. <laughs> women, Latinos, blacks, Asians. <laughs> Will we see them, um, uh, you know, become a become a force? I don't know. The report also contained a cautionary note that the DGA's long-term analyses have repeatedly shown that most first-time directors don't move on to develop directing careers. There's that book. (laughs) I was going to blow it away. How did it get in? It's probably shoddy construction in here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. The first-time directors... They, this is kind of like, you know, some, most of the time, and I hate to admit it, but most of the time when somebody gets a first time writing gig or a first time directing gig or a first time acting gig, it's that 
they're in a they're uh, I would say a minority. Hire. I was going to say affirmative action, but that's not really a thing anymore. A minority hire. I'm looking for this book. There it is. They're minority hire, uh, which we shouldn't do anymore. We I, wish, I don't think anyone does. You know, I mean, but television still does it. Uh, but they're uh, and movies still do it too. But they're minority hire. Um, if you look at um, the guy from Captain Phillips, I think his name is Bucker. Uh, God, I should just write Captain Phillips. <laughs> I wonder how Captain Phillips is doing. Is he alive? If they make a movie, hear me out. Tom Hanks, dual role, just like Eddie Murphy in uh, Nutty Professor Meets the Glums. <laughs> Meet the Glums. <laughs> Tom Hanks as Sully. Tom Hanks, Captain Phillips. They meet. Wouldn't that be great? I don't know what the story would be, but like maybe uh, uh, Captain Phillips is carrying Sully's plane <laughs> on the back of his freight freight train, his freight boat, <laughs> and uh, some Somali pirates try to take the plane because it's like expensive. It's got like their flying jewelry or something like that, and then you know they, they <laughs> you know, and then the one of the action scenes is don't steal this from me, Hollywood. There, uh, Sully is flying a plane. And uh, and they try to get pirates off of uh, the of Captain Phil's boat, and uh, they're talking to each other on the radio, and he's like, "You're gonna come get me!" And like, uh, "You're you're a toy," <laughs> you know. I think that'd be a real fun thing to watch. Captain Phillips and Sully, Captain Phillips x Sully. What is the guy's name? Who are we looking for? Uh, Barkhead Opti. He almost he was very very close to being you know, one hit wonder with this movie. And then he, I mean, you know, it, it took some time, but he landed a bunch of, uh, like after what, two years after Kevin Phillips, he landed eye in the sky. And then a bunch of movies, uh, good time, blade runner, 2049, uh, extraordinary journey of the Fakir. I don't know. That's Tyson's run. I named something. I didn't know what it was. Now he's on castle rock. So, uh, well, so as, what I'm saying is we just got to have these people have to have mentors or uh, people who can back them up and say that they're more than a diversity hire. They have they actually have the skill to continue on. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been hired in the first place. All right. <laughs> well, I we have to put off the topics uh, again. They're supposed to talk about the midseason schedule, but, you know, that uh, episode two weeks from now was planned. So or next week is planned. So. We'll see. Hey, listen, if you like what you heard here, head on over to the website, zealoscomic.com, where there are so many great interviews. You know, I had a day off today, and I was supposed to write an interview. Oh, well, it's not going to (laughs) happen. So many great interviews that you're going to fall in love. I shouldn't have said that, and I made myself sad. If you want to see me, be sad. Head over to youtube.com slash comedy to see a video version of this show in all of its half-hour glory. I will not put ads up, ever. Not even if I get a million views on something, I would not put ads up. Don't need the money. I need the money. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you see what I'm working with? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love this. <laughs> I love the room. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. And um, also on the youtube.com slash comedy. 
the, uh, what is this show? Oh, News Time. I do a weekly show called News Time. It's late this week. It's like the Daily Show, except less funny. Take one story and we dissect it and chop it up and make it funny. It's entertainment. It's it's entertainment news. <sighs> it used to be just comedy, and then <laughs> I remember when I I don't know if I ever told the story. It's not a it's not a story. It's just an anecdote. I remember when I um ooh the bugs back. I remember when I when I when I first <laughs> went past doing like comedy shows, comedy movies, comedy albums, all that stuff. Uh, for news time, I remember. I I think it had something to do with um, a first look deal or, or or lookbook or something like that. I don't know, or getting the hook. I don't know, something like. It, I know it was something stupid, and I remember thinking, "Is anyone gonna like this? Oh my gosh!" <laughs> Cut to how long I've been doing this show. Six years, Jesus. Five years, excuse me. Yeah, because no, no, six, no, five. Because around the winter time when I started these ten, five years. Cut to uh, three years later. Oh my gosh. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs>